Welcome to the Let's Talk Data podcast series presented by SAP. Hi, I'm Maria Villar, Head of Enterprise Data Strategy and Transformation for North America. And in my role, I advise customers about the importance of having a data program, about um, having a data strategy, and that advice and counsel comes from over 20 some odd years having that operational experience, being that head of data in, in a company, having to be responsible uh, to bring up a program from the ground up. Um, I did that for SAP. So I was SAP's first chief data officer, started the program back in uh, 2009. And prior to that, I've been the chief data officer two other times. But in my role today and for the last few years, I, I really advise our most important customers um, around the strategic nature of data. So I'm very, very excited to be with you today to start this discussion around uh, the role of the chief data officer uh, with this new pandemic. I've also had the great pleasure of working with both Tina and Justin, certainly now as we work with customers, but also in, as a part of our operational experience, building that data program at SAP. Um, so let me turn it over to Justin for his introduction. Great, thanks Maria. As Maria mentioned, my name is Justin Litz. I'm the Vice President of Analytics and Data Innovation at SAP and in my role, I help customers develop their analytics and data management capabilities. I'm a part of the North America Executive Advisory Team. I have over 19 years of experiences experience helping businesses grow their data management and analytics capabilities. Formerly, I was the SAP data leader responsible for business partner data at SAP, specifically building out our competency and capabilities as it relates to customer data, vendor data, as well as partner information. Previous to that, I spent numerous years working with industrial suppliers, helping to develop and implement data management, data warehouse, and analytics capabilities within their companies. I also had the pleasure of working with Tina and Maria um, for many years internally at SAP, helping build out our first practices around data management, as well as the formation of the chief data officer role with Maria. As mentioned, again, really glad to be here, looking forward to sharing insight that I believe will be helpful to those in the role of chief data officer and members of the team. Tina? Hi, everyone. I'm Tina Rosario. I'm the head of data innovation and the chief data officer for SAP in EMEA. That's Europe and Middle East and Africa. And I've spent the past 20 or so years consulting with organizations and executives who share this passion for data. And 12 of those years I spent as a leader in SAP's own enterprise data management team. So like Justin and Maria, I bring a practitioner experience-based approach to the role that I have in Europe, which is advising our most strategic customers on the topic of data management, really helping them understand how to bring value to the data work that they're doing. And my focus is primarily on European customers because I'm American, but I live with my family in Paris, France. So to kick us off, first and foremost, a heartfelt thank you from all of us to those who are working tirelessly to keep everyone healthy and safe during this crisis. We are grateful to the essential frontline workers all around the world. And over these months, it's really been interesting to see how so many companies are stepping up in response to the COVID-19 challenges. It seems every day we hear about creative solutions like 
manufacturers shifting from producing alcohol to hand sanitizers and making scrubs instead of t-shirts and making ventilators out of scuba masks and many other companies who are opening their doors and their hearts to add hospital beds and supplies and provide food for those in need. I'm amazed to see how quickly these business innovations and transformations have occurred. I mean, we're talking about deployments within days and weeks, not months and years. And at the heart of it all was data. Data for sourcing raw materials, data that was used to validate new solutions, new markets, new distribution models, and new processes, which in a lot of cases required collecting and combining data from external sources. And so in the face of this increased demand and changes and shifts in business priorities, I see companies turning to automation to become faster and more agile and deploying new technologies like using chatbots and RPA to speed processes, particularly in areas of increased demand like customer support centers and call centers and collections and cash management processes. In this time of change, if we think of it from the role of the chief data officer or CDO, there's a real opportunity for CDOs to step up their leadership, to continue to take a strategic position on how data can accelerate and validate ideas, and to really be the voice of data for a company. Successful CDOs will, of course, stay laser focused on building data capabilities for their organization. But right now, it's just as important for CDOs to be nimble and able to quickly adapt data strategies to align with new business priorities. Whether that's to fast track an idea or to shift to a completely new business model, there's a tremendous amount of volume of data and it's simply increasing. And the intelligence all that data can provide is a top priority for the business. So CDOs should be working with their respective business leaders to understand their changes in business priorities. And they need to have a seat at the table and be seen as a valued leader to not just understand the changes in priorities, but really think about how data can accelerate them. And as we look to the light at the end of this COVID-19 tunnel, CDOs have a real opportunity to lead the evaluation of new data requirements, requirements for life in a new normal. My sense is that this state of constant innovation isn't going to change. Executives are prepared to ramp up the pace of change as they have been doing in these past months. And data operations led by the CDOs need to keep up that pace. Now more than ever, agility and speed to value is important. Maintaining the high quality and excellent data required to run new transactions and new ways of operating, while at the same time, ensuring privacy, security, and ethical practices are followed. And I see various scenarios emerging and strategic shifts in data across all different types of domains and shift in really thinking of the most critical data, the data that matters the most. So for example, if you think about customer data management, the activities are becoming more digital and 
personalized interactions are now a requirement. In demand sensing and planning for supply chains, focusing on raising the optimal stock level and managing inventory to ensure there aren't stockouts. In financial processes, keeping an eye on cash flow management uh, from the employee management side with more flexible models as businesses reopen and people start to return to work or some continue to choose from home in a hybrid way. And of course, all of this is going to think of, require us to think about new analytic and data science requirements, those that tie it all together and can be used to validate these various new scenarios. So Justin's now gonna share his insight into the use of data for helping businesses validate and predict outcomes. Great, thanks, Tina. As Tina's mentioned, it's really great to see when people and companies can respond and support one another during these challenging times. Um, really, the agility that companies have been able to retool, redesign, and even rethink some of their business models within days to week is impressive to say the least, when before it was months to years. Really, it's rethinking some of those necessary ingredients such as data, what's really required to support those analytics. As Tina mentioned, working with the business teams to reprioritize and really look at the shift in what's needed from a business perspective, what information is really needed to drive that working with the data science community to understand what models exist today, what models need to be built, and what data needs to be a part of that to really help. So as a chief data officer, really aligning to those business imperatives and those priorities are really critical during these times. You know, really making sure that you're focused on those business priorities and really understanding that is more important more than ever before. Some of the examples that I start to think about um, during this time are things like in the predictive analytics, supply chain optimization, as an example, understanding um, are there other viable suppliers or vendors that can help us? What are the products or materials that we need? Um, being able to predict where there might be outages or short supply, being able to do that in forecast. Another example is customer churn, focus on identifying customers most at risk, right? Getting out ahead of that, being able to understand those customers that might, might be most impacted by these challenging times, being able to proactively reach out to them, offering them support or programs to help them during these trying and difficult times. So really being able to understand that customer churn and really what are the programs or things that you could help your sales teams or finance teams do. Um, additionally, thinking about propensity to buy, are you able to identify clients that could take advantage of the goods or services that you have. As Tina was mentioning earlier, you know, that shift in transformation from supplying good and service A to now B, you know, what are the clients that you deal with or customers? Being able to understand and meet those demands, absolutely critical. Thinking about another way is sales forecasting and marrying that with or joining that with sentiment analysis, looking at opportunities within your existing pipeline and understanding where there's a positive attitude with your customers, being able to prioritize those accounts, being able to work with them directly and being able to predict what are those services or goods that they need. Again, really critical for the CDO to really understand that and how to work with their sales team, their marketing, their finance, 
the organization as a whole, as well as the customers, their employees, making sure that they understand it. Again, it's not just the predictive analytics, it's also the adaptive analytics. So how do you adapt and get additional information into the data that you have already today? Um, so as an example, another one is thinking about getting additional information, understanding where customers are most impacted, being able to marry that with existing data. So to be able to identify those customers most at risk, develop and support programs that help them through this difficult time. Again, another one that I heard is adapting is looking at your supply chain or your product, being able to identify products that are most critical, those that are most needed versus nice to have, and then really being able to prioritize that material and being able to get that out the door and to the customers themselves. Um, again, these are just some of the things that we think about from uh, predictive analytics to adaptive um, and how we can best help and support our customers during this time. Another key aspect is really the quality of information and the data itself. So really what I'd like to do is turn that over to Maria to talk and say a few words around how data quality and the focus the CDO should have during this time as well. Maria? Thank you. Um, you know, the role of the chief data officer in managing the data for this pandemic and for how companies have responded or need to respond has never been more important. You know, and that role of making sure that uh, data is fit for purpose, I mean, that's our definition of data quality. Is that data fit for purpose? And it's never been more important as companies more and more are relying on data to make decisions about their customers, about their employees, about their supply chain, as Justin said, about you know, making predictions and, and moving with speed and with automation. All of that depends on data being at the right level of quality. So there's both, I see, a tactical role and a strategic role of data quality for heads of data or chief data officers. You know, on the tactical side, it's really getting in front of and working with your response team for your company. What is the data that you need to make those decisions and those predictions? What is the quality of that data? And if that data is not good enough, right, doesn't give you enough, um, enough of the right uh, data quality and judgment calls that you need, then what remediation, what enrichment do you have to do immediately with your operations team? So getting in front of that and making sure that you've got the resources and the tools to be able to remediate that data as quickly as possible. You should also be looking at working with your response team on, do we need new data? Is there some data that is not within the walls of the corporation, but that I that I need for, maybe from the CDC or, or maybe from you know, other sources or from your suppliers? Um, how do you get that data? How do you ingest it quickly into your, into your company and then be able to use that data? So the CDO should be in front of that, helping to make those acquisition decisions around um, that data and where to put it and what's the level of quality that that has and is it ready uh, for consumption. That's really at the tactical level. Um, but then let's talk about the strategic side of this, right? And, and how uh, these data capabilities and data quality gaps can then be used to reevaluate your data strategy when the time comes, right? Now you're probably in a very tactical mode doing whatever it takes, but in reflection time, um, as you look at the data capabilities that need to be built for the future, 
and certainly for as long as, as this pandemic exists, but also for the next one, what is the data that really matters? We're all identifying that. Is there new data that's very critical to different outcomes and uh, to the level of speed and automation that we want for the, for the future? So does new data have to be added to your data strategy? Do new capabilities to be able to respond in terms of either the analytics or the processing or the automation, do those capabilities need to, to be built as well? So it is really a time for both getting in front of uh, and, and be very uh, prone to action with your response team in a tactical way, but then also to look at your data capabilities in the future and say, well, how do we respond better for the next time? And how do I make not one off capabilities for this particular situation, but more strategic capabilities that we can build upon? You know, going back to data quality, I mentioned the importance of having data operations continuity and data operations readiness. And that's a really important topic that we should delve into more with you. So, Justin, can you comment on that? Sure. Thanks, Maria. Absolutely. So as integral as data quality is to the overall mission, so are the resources to support it. So part of that CDO mission, as Maria was mentioning, is that continuity of service and also having contingency plans in place when that's not possible. Um, when you think about it, many companies have outsourced their data support and implementation um, following that follow the sun model. Um, where resources can really be distributed across the globe. So really making sure that people are able to support and back up other colleagues is absolutely critical. But first and foremost, we need to make sure that teams are safe and are able to do their job no matter where they are, right? Um, really making sure they're safe and secure is first and foremost. And then secondarily, making sure that they have the tools and resources available to do their job. So really one of the things that we looked at is making sure to cross train and make sure that those teams are educated and can support the most critical um, services or duties responsible. So again, as a CDO, making sure that you understand what's mission critical and ensuring that there's teams to support those mission critical um, objectives, ensuring that um, focusing on how can you automate and, and really drive efficiencies within the organization is really critical. Um, again, another thing to think about is additionally focusing on how you might be able to automate some of the things that you're doing today and the creation or updating of your data. As Tina was mentioning earlier, looking at robotic process automation or artificial intelligence or machine learning. Many companies today have already been starting down that initiative or uh, down that road. So now is a good time to look at how can you accelerate or really automate those things and take advantage of it. Internally, we at SAP are even looking at ways to be able to look at signals or information where it can automatically prompt us to understand where there's changes in the data and then automatically make those updates. So again, as a chief data officer, really ensuring that we have that guaranteed and stable operations is really critical during these challenging times. Another thing to think about too is in these stable operations is really data literacy, right? In today's environment, it's critical that a business understands, can interpret and use their data in analytic assets. Um, another part of the CDO mission must include establishing or evolving a data literacy program, which is the ability to read, work with, analyze and argue with data. 
In a recent survey conducted by McKinsey, 50% of the organizations lack enough data literacy program um, today, while 80% of those companies will embark on that journey starting this year. Given that survey was in 2019, I can well imagine there's going to be a really increased demand, especially given the significance of data literacy and how that can help your mission moving forward. Really ensuring that business definitions, standards, location of the data and analytics assets um, can help the organization efficiency. Really making sure that business teams don't have to hunt and try and find the information that is most critical to them during that uh, time. Focusing on prioritizing resources that support making sure that those definitions are up to date and clear. As we acquire new and additional information, how do we make sure to update those uh, programs and information? Making sure that the change management is a part of it. Educating our employees and customers in terms of the information and data that they use day in and day out. How can they use it to argue and actually support um, making the decisions that they need to make in these trying and difficult times. Also, another aspect is really manual efforts to consolidate data should be eliminated and replaced with strong data management capabilities. So again, looking at how we automate and deliver high quality data is front and center for the Chief Data Office, really making sure that we have high quality data, it's easy to consume, understand, and how to use it, and everyone's aware of it. Providing clear guidance to the data lineage. So as we go out and acquire not only internal data, but perhaps external data, we need to make sure that we understand where that information is coming from and how to source it. You know, data, as Tina was mentioning, is the foundation that fuels the people's ability to understand, for instance, employee needs, identify alternative suppliers, how to optimize the supply chain, um, acknowledge the customers evolving and changing needs, um, even look at developing and determining new solutions and services for those requiring assistance, and even associating uh, reducing risk internal to the changing environment. So again, all of this, making sure that you have that data in place and it can be communicated clearly and um, upskilling that data literacy to your organization is most critical. Um, really being able to communicate clearly to employees, customer stakeholders, how the data is provided or visualized is the key aspect really of a data literacy program. So next up, I'd really like to turn it over to Marie and Tina and talk about, um, as related to that, kind of data ethics and privacy and some words about that. So Maria, can you talk a little bit about data ethics and privacy and things that as a CDO that they should be thinking about now? Yeah, we'll do, Justin. You know, the, this topic of data ethics, uh, you could really put it under that category of data literacy, right? the, the use of data or the misuse of data. And it's also a, a very significant data risk, and it's becoming more and more prevalent now. It's, it's certainly in the news more as companies are thinking about opening up, right? Over the last few months, we were looking at um, some of the interesting uses of data for governments, especially in in Asia, when it came to facial recognition and the use of, of health profiles and facial recognitions, um, having and using that in order to allow access in, into buildings based on health profiles, uh, the use of apps to track um, where an individual is so that you could alert the the public and others of those that maybe have had 
uh, COVID-19. You know, all of these scenarios where you're using data for public good are also areas where you, the misuse, unintended consequences, unintended biases in the data that's being used to um, make those determinations and those profiles. I mean, all of those are, are very sensitive, interesting scenarios for a chief data officer. And so if you're a chief data officer, certainly in, in the government agencies that are involved with that, but also um, for chief data officers in their own companies and looking at how your company is going to respond and the use of these applications um, is also an area where a chief data officer, one should lead the discussion. That doesn't mean they're going to make all of the dis discussions, but certainly play that role of orchestrating the right participation to make those data ethics decisions, to understand the scenarios where you're using that data, uh, where uh, uh, that personal data, that employee data, maybe even that customer data, vet out those scenarios across your company um, understand what is the role that um, that and the line between privacy, public good, and um, how much to use um, on those applications in the future, right? So there's an immediate need to establish that quorum for decision making, whether that's not only your legal department, your chief privacy officer, your brand manager, your chief data officer, but also who um, in the company at the executive level should also be part of vetting out this use of data. Um, also, again, talking about the unintended uses of data and the unintended biases. So as you're profiling and making decisions, automated decisions, make sure that your data is not biased, that that data is representative. And then the last consideration in this topic is also the future uses of this capability. So once you have those capabilities, those tracking apps, that facial recognition, those profiles, um, how do you, how are you going to guard against the misuse of that in the future? So this is really a topic that that each company has to decide for themselves. What is their line for data ethics and for the um, ethical use of data? But the chief data officer could play a very strong leadership role in orchestrating and being that conscience of, of data decisions around this topic. Another data risk certainly is around privacy and security. And also in Europe, there's um, many special considerations. So Tina, why don't you um, comment on those? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Maria. Here in Europe, we have strict regulations on what personal data can be shared and by whom because of GDPR. Where I live in France, it's interesting because there's a lot of uh, discussion around the fundamental agreement for individual rights. And yet at times like these, there's a discussion around, you know, what data is needed to protect our health and safety. So Today, the European Data Protection Board is considering deploying an application across Europe. It's called DP3T, and it was uh, created in Switzerland, but it enables decentralized location tracking. And of course, it would be voluntary, but it adheres to GDPR regulations because the personal data isn't centralized or stored on a server. 
And the proposed approach is to deploy this in a common way across Europe. So no decision yet, but it's under discussion and debate. And here, the, as you mentioned, Maria, the CDOs really need to pay attention to the process and the outcome to review the guidelines that are coming from the government and the regulating bodies, particularly here in Europe when decisions are in flux and could mean some changes to regulations that have been enforced. As a part of the GDPR, each organization in Europe needs to have assigned a data protection and privacy officer. And that role includes defining the data privacy policies and really being transparent on how personal data is used within the organization. And within the DPO role, this is really closely aligned to a chief data officer. And I know that you know, outside of Europe, it's not required to have a data protection and privacy officer. So the scope could perhaps be in the mission of the chief data officer to help define the personal data privacy policies and align with other executives in their organization, like executives from the legal department or from human resources. This is really important right now and going forward. As you mentioned, you know, there's a real risk of personal data being mismanaged. There are a couple of other risks I thought about, um, and one is really close to home for me. So we have, you know, perhaps some new concerns over data security and privacy within a couple of groups. The first is with children. So I, I speak from experience here because I have a 10 year old and she spends a ton of her free time on Zoom and YouTube and TikTok. And there are concerns that, you know, our children who are online now more than ever need protection from harmful data and inappropriate content. Particularly, I see a lot of ad data that has inappropriate content. And then the second is around the remote employees and the workers from home who may be accessing company data from their own PCs or through their own networks, through their own VPNs, for example. And those employees need to understand what data confidentiality and the ethics are of using corporate data from their own personal systems. And companies also need to have practices in place for securing data that's now been extended into the remote or home environment. So really interesting dynamics here over the risks of personal data and the risks around security and privacy that have come to light as a result of COVID-19 and have really changed the behaviors. And on the employee topic, so right now, you know, the employees are, a lot of us are in a brand new situation, right, where um, we are working from home, maybe away from our offices and away from colleagues and coffee corners, feeling lonely, struggling to focus, um, maybe juggling priorities of family and work life and fears about overall health. Right now, I think there's a real need to understand the unique experiences that employees are going through during this time. Some may be worried about their job roles and security. Some may be on-site temporary workers who are filling immediate needs with a question or concern over the long-term opportunities. So a lot of change happening in the world of work. I think what's important right now 
is to really focus on the individual with empathy and an understanding of what they're feeling and taking that experiences and insight and then working backwards into messages and activities in response to that. I think now more than ever, executives need to listen to employees and move away from kind of speculating how employees are feeling to really measuring it and using data. Data can help bring clarity to employee demands and guide appropriate actions. And so here's the role of the chief data officer that, who can now lead the effort to understand employee experiences and collect that data and collect sentiments and analyze that data, turning it into insight and looking for where there are opportunities to address the challenges with targeted programs and communication to address the concerns of the employees. So this is perhaps a new mission and an opportunity for the chief data officer to really think about data, experience data in particular, as a new data dimension, as a new type of data, data that's really valuable to the organization that may not have been collected before. And that's experience data for both employees that we talked about, but also for getting insight into customer experiences and how they're engaging with the brand. So chief data officers can lead a strategy around this concept of experience data and can define an approach to how that data is collected, managed, and most importantly, combined with other data to gather unique insights into sentiment. And as I mentioned, this applies to employees, but also to customers. Super important for organizations to understand the experiences that customers are having with their brand, with their online shopping, with their goods and products and services they're receiving. And so we have a real opportunity for CDOs to bring that data into the organization and to use that data to bring insights and drive change. So we have all shared our collective insights on some of the top concerns for CDOs in this time of change, both during COVID-19 and looking forward and ahead post COVID-19. So Maria, how about you wrap us up with some final comments? Thanks Tina for all that insight, that was great. So look, uh, hopefully by, by now that you've all seen the passion that we have around the subject and all three of us fundamentally believe that the role of that head of data, sometimes it's not called the chief data officer, but whether you're the head of data, the head of data and analytics, um, the chief data officer or that senior most person responsible for data in your company, there is no better time than this situation to really show the value of data and the value of that role. We've described the role that that head of data can take in making sure at the tactical level that your company is responding correctly. It's using the right data with the right data quality, with the right visualization, um, managing both the risk and the opportunities and the, oppor and, and the ways to add value with new different kinds of data. Making sure you have a seat at that table, that you're part of that response team, being that leader as well as that conscience. But then also taking the, the scenario and these, these business outcomes to evaluate the need 
for a data strategy in the future and the gaps in how um, in the data management capabilities where this has been pretty clear and how the company has re responded that maybe they want to improve. So taking and assessing what data is most important, what capabilities are needed, what new data is needed, experience data possibly, as uh, Tina has mentioned, the literacy topic, which is so critical as well as data ethics. You know, and then for those companies that um, don't have a head of data today, it's really a good time to evaluate in that for that role because it's never been more important to be a data-driven company. So really, we thank you for joining us today in our session, and we hope that we've provided you some new and interesting insights for you to consider back at the office. Stay safe. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.